Kathy Hochul, for the first time in years, put money into SUNY specifically for the hiring of tenure-line faculty. And that was, of course, very, very welcome news, right? So this was money dedicated in the state budget to hire faculty across the SUNY system. And campuses were kind of left to figure out what to do with that. There was some formula for distributing how much money they got and how many lines that would mean. But campuses basically came up with these plans for how they were going to do it. My understanding is that most of the smaller SUNY campuses basically just used the money to fill areas where they had holes, like, you know, they had to build a hire in some departments or had had a bunch of retirements or something like that. But the four big research campuses, Albany, Stony Brook, Buffalo, and Binghamton, they were supposed to also hire faculty in what were kind of generically called like high needs or high impact areas. But every campus kind of did a different thing. And so our campus put all of its eggs into this AI initiative. This was something that was launched basically by the provost office in conjunction with our new vice president for research and development. He himself comes from an AI background. And again, part of the weeds of this is that he had also helped secure additional state funding to finally pay for the renovations of the old Albany High School, which is supposed to be the new campus home of our college for computer engineering and applied sciences. So he secured this funding to both renovate the building, but also to buy essentially a giant supercomputing cluster. And then what the provost office did was partner that with a bunch of hiring and what's been called the AI initiative. The reason I think the background is relevant is because even though this all seems very like new and sudden, it's really the continuation of not just some very specific like where money was spent on, but, but a kind of a, a paradigm that says that the way that you fund and support your SUNY campuses is to spend a lot of money on some big, high-profile areas on the assumption that that's going to draw in a bunch of students and that those students' tuition dollars will then fund the campus. This starts to lead me to where I've got some concerns with this, concerns that we've raised to the union, concerns that other faculty have raised as well. So one concern, of course, is that all of the hiring, and it's something like 27 new faculty lines, which we, we have not done much faculty hiring at all in years because of persistent budget shortfalls. So this is a, a lot of faculty hiring in a short amount of time, well above the pace that we've had for years. But it's all concentrated in this area. Um, and a lot of them are going to be in, like, math and computer science. There's a few that are going to be in, like, adjacent fields. You know, the campus talks about this being a kind of, like, a broad initiative that's going to bring in folks from the arts and humanities and all these disciplines, there's one faculty line across the entire arts and humanities. They're going to hire a philosopher of artificial intelligence or ethics and AI or something like that. Um, so it's, it's mm. mostly concentrated in a few STEM fields. But most of our programs have either lost or have certainly not gained faculty in the last five years. Um, mostly through retirements and people just leaving, but those lines have never, never been replaced. So we have a lot of programs that have 
faculty shortages. Some of those programs are down on student enrollment, although it kind of depends on how you measure it. But this has been one concern. A lot of departments that would like to see investments in their programs that aren't going to get them from this. Like you said, there's been budget shortfalls for years, and this is the time when there's suddenly right. investment to be made. That's right. And I think I and other people, when we saw this news from the governor's office, I mean, to be clear, we knew that the money that was being talked about was not going to be enough to make up for the years of budget shortfall, the number of positions that had been lost. There was no illusion about that. But I think there was some hope that it meant that we would see some investment, broadly speaking. Right? I don't think anyone's really saying, I'm certainly not saying that what you do is you just like, you know, hire one person in 27 different departments or something like that. Um, but some breadth, right? Some recognition that we offer a wide variety of programs and we serve an incredibly diverse student body, not just diverse in terms of their demographics, but diverse in their interests, right? And mm -hmm. so some students <laughs> will see the program that they major in and the program field that they go into, they're going to have a lot of money put into them but a lot of students won't. I can't imagine how you aspire to be uh, a world-class university that is on the scale that ours is, that only has like four or five, you know, like strong programs, right? Like, of course, other universities have things that they're known for and things that they're famous for, but they also have lots of other strong programs. That's what makes them really great universities. That brings up the specifics of AI, which I feel like everybody's aware of the term, but a huge amount of it, it seems like it's just vapor and hype. And I don't, do you have any thoughts about that part of it? I don't know enough about it to say that there wouldn't be space for like good academic researchers to come in and be doing interesting research, teaching interesting classes to students on machine learning and, and whatever else. And I, I honestly just don't, but that's the thing, I don't really have a good sense of what it is that they are imagining this will be in terms of a curriculum, what kinds of what majors or programs will come out of this. Mm. So the other question I have is just so much of this stems from the university being reliant on tuition dollars. And I mean, we've heard a lot about student loan debt and then a lot of negative stuff about that. Is there any discussion anywhere saying that this isn't the best model for funding a state university? It's certainly been the discussion and the argument that's consistently been made through the union, not just our chapter, but through UUP statewide. It's been strong and consistent advocates for putting public dollars back into the system. I mean, even with the important and significant increases in SUNY aid that came out of the state budget last year. And, and it should be said, I mean, the, the governor was quite good on this. But even all that money is something like a third of what's been pulled out of the system in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Even if the amount of funding that the state had provided SUNY had just stayed flat where it was in 2008, that's like $3 billion more than what we have now coming in state aid. And so that's the work that, that really needs to be done. As a New York State resident, as a parent of a student, or wherever you are, what do you think you should be asking for? 
I think, you know, and this is an important time to ask because we're coming into budget season again. It's still the case that relatively small numbers of kids compared to the numbers who graduate high school, you know, go on to finish four-year college degrees. The numbers of kids who go on to finish four-year college degrees, particularly kids who are poor or kids who are black or brown, is even smaller. Dumping a bunch of money into kind of trendy or of the moment, like high-tech fields, that's not going to push that needle. If what we're talking about when we're really talking about bringing students into campus, you know, if we can stop instrumentalizing them as just like sources of cash and think of it as educating students, then the question is how do we ensure that we make good quality higher education available to those kids who for right now it's still out of reach or not possible, either because it's still too expensive or because they need extra resources when they get to campus to help them transition and graduate on time. So you've got to put money back into the system, but you've got to put it into these things that just like aren't visible and aren't flashy and you're not really going to be able to stand up in front of a new building and cut a ribbon or something like that, like mentorship and tutoring, but that takes people and it takes resources. I mean, this is the other, you know, issue with the AI initiative they're talking about building a brand new program. No talk about where's all the support staff coming for this. So putting money back into the system and making sure that it goes to these just foundational bedrock functions that we need to perform. Um, and some that we don't perform. Like, again, like providing enough support for kids who come in with a lot of need from disadvantaged backgrounds who need that extra support. That's what we should be asking for. That's what the campus is here to serve. 